The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to A Counselor's Point of View. Hi, my name is Steve Finney, and I will be your host. For our online listeners, I want to thank you for joining us this morning, and we hope that you enjoy the message, The Perfect Mother. Now, The Perfect Mother is years of me observing uh, both Janie's mother and even some traits that I have seen demonstrated in the uh, life of my own mother, and then mostly the traits that are demonstrated in the life of my wife. And um, she did a study quite a few years ago that was, uh, I believe, by Nancy Lee DeMoss called Lies That Women Believe. I have heard her share these principles and truths with many of the gals that she has discipled or ministered to, and uh, I wrote them down. And I kept track of them over the years. So this week I put it in the form of a message. But when you think of the, the differences between a man and a woman, what are some of the obvious differences that you see? The roots behind the lesbian movement that is going on within our culture today that's literally being adopted by the church is the fact of the sin of competition that has taken place between the differences of how God created us men and women. You can also find the same competition on the men's side, who they are competing to be like women. And women are competing to, to be like men. So what has happened is the, the design has crossed over and created confusion in each of the... the uh, the lineages of the design of man and woman. So when a woman wants to compete to be like a guy, she's going to become more masculine. That whole arena has entered into the world of the world of sports and 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 uh, military and so forth and so on. Do you realize only a generation and a half ago? You could not find a woman in the military outside of a service position within the military of those who were battling the enemy. That is not the case anymore. And I can go on and on and on historically how things have changed because of the competition that's been going on between men and women. The end result is going to be a prophetic utterance that was spoken to us in the book of Revelation. For there shall be three women to one man. God will actually, actually does have control of how many females are born and how many males are born. And what's going to end up happening in the long run is that uh, they're going to run out of, of men, period. And secondly, out of that one to three ratio, we have to ask the question, how many of those men are true men's men? And how many are gay? Prefer to be with other men. 
our world is going to be so confused, the women are going to have to lead the entire world. It's a facts. How many know the actual sex of the person who is going to lead world religion? Female. And she's called a, she's called the great whore or a prostitute. It doesn't mean that's what she'll be in function. It means that's what she'll do to religions. You see what I'm saying? All of this is important when we look at the, the end means and that's what we have to do before we look at the present role that an ideal woman should be functioning. So here's some of the things that women feel today. Now when I say women feel today, I want to say those who have not attained the mark of masculinity. Okay? Now there are some who have attained the mark of masculinity that would quietly say, yes, these things are true. But those who have obtained the masculine traits are not going to come out publicly and say, I feel these things. Because it would cause them to admit that they're woman. So here we have it. One, they feel exhausted. They feel burned out. Overwhelmed, confused, frustrated, discouraged, lonely, fearful, emotionally spent, manipulated, without rights, unappreciated, lacking in support, abused, and misunderstood. You see, here, here's what happened in the 60s. By the time the 60s showed up, woman had already won the role of man. It was finished. Any sociologist or anyone who had interested in studying sociology would tell you by the mid-60s it was completely finished. So the question that they did not take into consideration is what's next? After you achieve a goal of being like somebody, you have to ask the question, what's next? What's going to be expected of me? And that's when all of culture had to make a complete shift. Military, education, reformation, the church itself, everything had to shift because the goal had been achieved. Sex changes for little girls at six years of age and little boys and, and all this stuff we hear about in the news, it has to change when someone reaches the mark of achievement. The truth being said that because that the shift has occurred, and the culture has supported the changes, these 15 consequences of those changes have to be suppressed. Someone please open their Bibles and read for me chapter 1 of the book of Romans. I believe it is starting at verse 18. And I want you to hear this. Listen to this very, very, very carefully. Okay, for the wrath of God is revealed because of what reason? Ungodliness. So that's anything that's not written down of God. Okay, you can go ahead and check that box. Anything that was not written down of God. So that's unrighteousness. And what's the second thing? Suppressing the truth. The truth of womanhood, if that is suppressed, 
there is a result of a wrath of God that is going to begin to take place. Because of this, just if you would read on, God has to make a decision. And what does he say? Okay, now here's, here's what we have here. Just because of the simple fact that they suppressed the truth, they started noting things that were not written down in the Word. That's number one. Secondly, they started suppressing the truth. Third, it activated God's wrath. And even though they said they honored God and they said they believed in truth they said these things they're lying the church is lying culture is lying the women are lying the men are lying because progressively if you didn't if you weren't listening as we were reading this passage it progressively moved into for they exchanged the natural function for that of the unnatural. Women desiring to be with women and men to be desiring to be with men. That is the first thing that must happen when suppressed truth occurs. There's a shift. All of the church has to shift with this move. So whatever men used to do, women are going to do. Whatever women used to do, men are going to do. It has to happen. Or the prophecy out of Revelation will never happen. It will happen. The person who's going to head up all the religions in the world, including Christianity, is going to be a woman. There has to be significant changes in the church, in the schools, in the families, a significant change has to occur. That prophecy will never come. It is going to come. This is a depressing message. And if it's not a depressing message, you need to be praying about the condition of your mind. Women are no longer sensitive and tender and they, they do not reflect the elements of the Holy Spirit. The diagram here that we would be showing you, if it's in your notes, uh, you'll get to see probably a, a shrunken version of it. But it is a diagram that shows God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And God the Father... There are 43, but many claim 23, primary Hebrew names of God, and they're all related to the father role. 
Jesus has 225 names. And all 225 of those names reflect the role of a leader or a head of home. The Holy Spirit doesn't have any names, but has eight adjectives to describe the role that the Holy Spirit is supposed to be carrying out. It just so happens that our parallel here is that a woman doesn't have her own name. Not in any culture anywhere in the world today. And those of you who are listening from another country outside of America, you have sent me information through the years that has confirmed this truth over and over and over. It's an acceptable principle in most countries in the world, but it is not an acceptable principle in America. Women in America are fighting for their own name. See, the Holy Spirit doesn't have a name. The Holy Spirit has adjectives, comforter, caretaker, nurturer, all the same adjectives that are used in the Hebrew to describe woman. Now, if you're not making the connection on this, please pray in your mind right now that you get this because God the Father, that fatherhood role is given to a father and patriarch of a tribe. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is to carry out 225 job descriptions or details within a job description. The woman is silent, partner. Not once is there a single reference by Jesus Christ coming into a town and thanking the Holy Spirit for the 5,000 years of work that was done before Jesus got there or two days before he got there or two hours before he got there. No mentioning of this silent partner. Now stay with me on this because if you make the connection, it will literally change your view of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is the silent partner purposely not to be spoken of. Purposely not given the right to stand up in church and to, and to get all of the glory. But there is a religious movement within the Christian church that puts the entire emphasis upon the Holy Spirit. Not Jesus. Not using Jesus' name. It's the Holy Spirit. That is one of the consequences of this shift that has occurred in the church to set up for the final end time prophecy. It's all here, folks. Prophecies are literally laid out in the role of woman. Normal women are to feel these 15 consequences when they're not functioning and released by their husbands, their brothers, and their fathers to function within the characteristics of woman. When a woman is put in the responsibility of carrying out the responsibilities of men, stay with me now. Online listeners, I need to have you to to listen very carefully because we don't have a visual aid for you yet. I'll get it to you as soon as we can. But when a woman is, is, is expected to function as a man, to carry out one or more of those 225 items of the job description, 
and is not no longer released to be woman, she starts suffering with exhaustion, burnout, overwhelmed, confused, frustrated, discouraged, lonely, fearful, emotionally spent, starts manipulating her men and children without rights, unappreciated, lack of support, abuse, and misunderstood. That's what happens. You release a woman to be woman, it's like Jesus Christ releasing the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit's told to do by the Father. And that's to remain a silent partner. Soon as limelight, this is what some of my politician advisor friends told me, Finney, you got to go in under being incognito because soon as the limelight's put on you, you've lost your power. You've lost your ability to change policy. You see, that is true in marriage. That, that silent partner, the Holy Spirit, is powerful because the Holy Spirit is a silent partner. The Holy Spirit actually lives inside your mortal body, but who do you give the credit to every day? Christ in you. The exchanged life. Christ in you. Christ is life. The life of Christ in you. Well, where is the Holy Spirit spoken of? It is not to be spoken of. Can we mention it in respects of how Christ is represented inside the believer? Of course we can. But the glory needs to go to Jesus Christ, the husband. He will take the glory and send it on to the Father. That's how it works. Here's the parallel between the Holy Spirit and the woman. Here's the Holy Spirit list. Power of God revealed, teacher, helper, comforter, healer, or nurse maiden. Promotes fellowship, imparts joy, washing, moving men, and praying. Here's the woman's adjectives. Now, I'm not not doing this parallel to make this illustration work. Both lists are in the Hebrew. Here's woman. Power of the heart. Revealing the heart of God. Reveals the heart of her husband to her children. You see? Secondly, she's a teacher. Men started taking that role away from women as teachers. Bad move. Men are to be known in the gates. They're to be teacher among teachers. They need to be teaching the men. The men need to be washing their wives with the word and they need to be washing their children with the word. That's gone today. It's confusing. The helper, comforter, healer promotes family unity, imparts joy, washing, moving and motivating their men and praying. Here's a classic example of this. Yesterday I was putting in my sprinkler system And that part was going fairly well. But I was so incredibly distraught about life. I thought family's a joke. I thought Mother's Day is a joke. I was just about ready to tell Jess, I want no acknowledgments on Father's Day. I was going in the pit. And I felt this horrible sense of what is the point? My terms that I would use is I was fit to be tied. How, how would you describe me, Jane? That's mild. That's mild? 
Now here I am in this this state of mind because I couldn't come up with a solution to fix my family and to fix the this and fix that and you know and I just wanted to get things fixed and it was an impossibility in my mind. So here I am in this condition and you know Jane comes out she gives me some encouragement she leaves she comes back out this time it wasn't really encouragement it was like laser truth and I just get up and leave after she's done and I go back to digging another hole and I'm thinking sweat of the brow sweat of the brow sweat of the brow and all of a sudden bam within this was within 10 minutes of her speaking to where I was at I completely got set free and I went to Janie and I said, my head's clear. Now I went from, from this sinking down into this dark hole to God lifting me up, turning me because of my helpmate. Now, without that helpmate, Playing that role, power, revealing the heart of God, teaching, helper, comforter, healer, promoting family unity, imparting joy, washing and moving and motivating her husband and praying for her husband, I would have been in serious trouble. I'm going to make a statement today. It's going to get some emails. And, of course, I love them, as you know. But I'm going to make this statement. I don't believe Jesus could do what he does without the Holy Spirit. I believe if you pulled the Holy Spirit out of the Trinity, Jesus would be impotent in mankind. And there are churches that have removed the Holy Spirit from the formula of power living. The three must go together. And the Holy Spirit can't play the role of Jesus. And Jesus can't play the role of the Holy Spirit. And those two are not going to consume the role of Father. Someone tried that once. Remember? And got removed from that household like a bolt of lightning. Those three parts are critical for victorious Christian life. Why wouldn't it be the same way in marriage? The perfect woman. Lies that women tend to believe. Ezekiel 13.22 says, Because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad, and strengthened the hands of the wicked, that he should not return from his wicked way by promising him life. Lies is what promotes sadness. When you have a husband who is not living righteously in truth, the woman is going to feel exhausted, burned out, overwhelmed, confused, frustrated, discouraged, lonely, fearful, emotionally spent, manipulated, without rights, unappreciated, lack of support, abused, and misunderstood. Ladies, listen to me. I don't care what country you're in. If you are suffering any 
one or more of those 15 items, it's because simply you have a man somewhere, your father, your brother, your, your brother in Christ, someone is lying to you. And I want to tell you today, Satan is a masculine figure. When masculine figures lie to women, these 15 things get manifested. Women have no clue how dependent they are on their masculine role. Their husbands, their fathers, their brothers. But see, Jesus and the Holy Spirit know, don't they? The Holy Spirit knows how dependent that the Spirit needs to be on Jesus, right? And Jesus knows how dependent He needs to be on the Holy Spirit. So the two of them can accomplish the will of the Father, Abba Father, in the lives of this creation. There you got the perfect combo. So where does the enemy go? The enemy goes for lie, lie, pants on fire to the men. Father, brother, brother in Christ. That's where the lies get disseminated. So the consequence of women embracing lies is this. They strengthen the hands of worldly women. Anger is a healthy emotion to express. Just what have I said for 25 years about hostility vented? Hostility vented is hostility given permission. Okay? The ordinance is if you suppress the truth, the wrath of God's going to come on you. Paul's speaking to the indwelt believers here, he's not speaking to a bunch of heathens, he's speaking to the Roman church. And he's saying, if you suppress the truth, here's what you're going to get. And ultimately what God's going to do is just turn you over to your little culturally depraved mind. And that's exactly what he did. And it can be done to an entire nation. Can be turned over to a depraved mind. So you you wonder why things are going on around you the way they are? Billboards, commercials the church down the street, or whatever. It's because God has said, I'm turning you over. And that's what I did out there in the yard that day. The things that were bunching up in my mind, God said, turn them over. And I did. Instant freedom when there is a release like that. Another one of the things is placing boundaries between women and Demanding people. Have you ever heard of the book Boundaries? It was really popular for a very long time. That is considered one of the top five books in America that shifted the whole culture of femininity in America. Why would that be? Why would a one book like that? There's a couple others that are pretty dangerous. But why would one book on boundaries completely shift our culture? The roles between men and women. Honey, you can't treat me like that. I have rights. You know, I'm not going to get close to you because 
I need to have my boundaries in place because you keep hurting me. And the list goes on and on. There's 101. They use the, the, the 101 as a marketing tool, but 101 of those that I just mentioned. 101 reasons why it is very appropriate for you to have boundaries in your life, in your role, completely shifted our culture. It's still working to this day. Another one is, can be irresponsible because they have been hurt. They actually have a reason to be irresponsible in their role. Well, he won't pray, so I have to pray. Well, he won't care for the children that way, so I have to. He won't take care of the budget, so I have to. Are you with me? That's a huge reason that the enemy has used to get the culture to shift. Well, he won't, so who's going to? I do. No, you go bankrupt. Seriously? Yes. Go bankrupt. Don't touch it. That's not logical in the world today. Don't touch something, even if it goes belly up. (coughs) Men will always default to whoever will do their job for them. Just don't forget that, ladies. Men will always default to whoever, male or female, friend or foe, if they are able to fix the fix for them. Don't do it. Infidelity. A woman is free to divorce when a man hurts them. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard in my career as a discipler that hearing a gal say, but God wants me happy. God would not want me unhappy. God would not want me living in these conditions. God would want not want me. Really? Exactly. Where does it say that? Because what I read in here is that consider it all joy, my brethren, when you bear up under such sorrows. I I read under here, submit therefore to unreasonable authority. For this finds favor in the eyes of God when a man bears up on suffering unjustly. On and on and on. But that is not what is in our church today. It is switched. You have boundary rights. To be happy. Really? The thing I've learned about divorces is there's always one that can claim the happy rule while the other one suffers the rest of their entire lives. Now that's the God that I serve. No, it is not. God does not have one team win and the other team lose just because the other team wants to be happy. God's a just God. He loves the person who is being hurt. He loves the person who's doing the hurting. God's a just God. And in due time, if you stay with it, there shall be unity. At least in your heart. And finally, it stops other women from repenting from their worldly ways. Now, let's talk about the nine progressive steps to bondage. Number one is stand, uh, 
stand close to the enemy, the tree of knowledge, as long as the person, it's not just for women, but that's kind of our topic today, but if you stand close to the enemy, you're going to start acting like the enemy. Now, if the enemy looked like, you know, black robe, you know, kind of the Halloween image, I think we could look at that image and go, Ugh, I'm not going to stand by that. But see, that's not how Satan looks. Can you imagine putting a drop of blood from every culture in the entire world, putting it in a human body? Do you know how beautiful that person would look? That's going to be the Antichrist. So we're going to be attracted to that that look. We're going to be attracted to that commercial look. We're going to be attracted to... Someone recently told me of a concert they went to a day or two ago, and they're at this concert of this Christian recording artist, and the gentleman who is the musician invites the people to go get their mixed drinks and uh, enjoy the concert. The Christ as Live Concert. Did you guys see anything wrong with this picture? That's called standing next to the enemy. While I minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. Really? I would consider that a wasted trip to wherever it is you drove. Christ won't do it. He says, be ye separate, O my people. If you stand close to the enemy, you're going to start doing the things of the enemy. Number two, wanting to know more about information than is necessary. This is very, very common with gals. They want to ask, 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 ask. No, 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 as in K-N-O-W, because peace in their minds means knowledge of what is going on. It's a vulnerability that came from the garden. To know is to have peace. Tree of knowledge. Someone want to spell knowledge for me, please. K-N-O-W. You see, Satan wants you to be curious. He wants you to know, wants you to know, wants you to know. Did he go through the woman on purpose? Are you kidding? She wanted to know. She wanted to know about the tree. She wanted to know about that fruit. She wanted to know about that creature in the tree. You thought he looked like a some kind of a devil serpent? No, he did not. He was absolutely better looking than Robert Redford. She was attracted to beauty. She was attracted to strength. She was attracted to this knowledge he had. She was attracted to this fruit. It has always worked that way, and it will work that way until uh, absolutely for us as bridal members throughout eternity. We're always going to want to know him more, know Christ more, know our husband more as bridal members. It's part of the design. Sees the lie is good. Listening to the lie, dwelling on the lie, believing the lie, action or acting upon the lie getting others to join you, and then covering the consequences of self-protection. The number one reason why women struggle and suffer and go down a spiral is because of self-protection.
protection. If their, wives, if their husbands are not protecting them, they will go down this dark pathway. So remember, all bondage can be traced back to a simple lie. Okay, now here's our comparison of the lies that women typically believe versus the truth. Common lies women believe God the Father doesn't care about women. The fact is, just as God the Father cares about the Holy Spirit and the significant role of the Spirit, and if you're forgetting, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit inside God. Is that significant in this scenario? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit inside Christ. Still with me? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit inside the exchanged believer. That puts us about where? Listeners, listen very carefully because if you're suffering with not understanding the exchanged life, you're going to do a blow-by on this one. If you get the connection, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit inside God. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit inside Christ. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit inside the Bride of Christ. Thus making us seated at the right hand of God. Colossians 3.3 It doesn't get any more powerful than that. Don't tell me that these lies that the enemy's thrown at you ladies about you not having a significant role when the truth is when you step outside that role and compete to be like men you'll stop functioning in the desires of a woman. So therefore God will reach over and he will turn off your desires or even someone else's desire to have you as their woman. It's the way it works. God the Father doesn't really love me. Really? I thought God loved all of us. That he gave us his son. So that we all could behold his glory. The glory of the begotten. The only one true and living Abba Father. God the Father is just like my Father. That is a huge thing for people in general, but God is insulted by such a comparison because God is nowhere close to being like your dad. Nowhere close to being like your dad. Can you imagine saying to God, now I want you to come down here because... You remind me of my earthly father. So therefore, I'm going to suffer with these 15 consequences. It's your fault. How about if we flip it the other way? Because that would work then. You could look at your earthly father and say, you're a disappointment to me because you're not like God the Father. Well, at least that father can say, well, duh. I can't be God. See, then it would be worked out faster. But that's not what happens. Another lie, God the Father is like my husband. Same concept. God is nowhere near being like your husband. God the Father isn't enough. 
Why? Because your daddy wasn't enough. And you're doing the same sin of comparison. If you haven't noticed, all these lies are birthed through the sin of comparison. True? God the Father looks at women as lesser than men. Really, if you compare the power elements of man against the power elements of woman, men are going to lose. Because without their helpmate, they're not complete. Without the power of Christ in me, I'm not going to make it to heaven. I'm going to die eternally and live on the, su- on, on the surface of the lake of fire the rest of eternity. Why? Because I didn't embrace the fact that Christ needs to come and live inside me through the power of the Holy Spirit. Liar, liar, pants on fire. The enemy loves lying to us about not having the indwelling life of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Another lie is, is uh, God the Father is tougher on women than he is on men. Well, actually, there's more scriptures that prove that God is tougher on the men than he is on the women. And women are to be protected from seeing violence, destruction, and mayhem, according to the Hebrew. Remember the story of Lot's wife when they were walking away from the Sodom and Gomorrah and God was about ready to nuke that place? What was the mandate given to Lot, not given to his wife? What was the mandate given to Lot? Tell your wife not to look back. That mandate was not given to Lot, contrary to the movie. Lot could have turned around and watched the destruction the nuking of those two cities. Sodom and Gomorrah were known for what? Women with women, men with men. Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through the end of the the chapter. It always goes to that sin. Always goes to that sin. Always goes to that sin. Because if Satan can get the role reversal to happen, he can get the end times uh, world religion leader in place, and the entire woman, the world will honor a woman. It has to happen for him. It has to happen. When in reality, women are to be silent partners so that they can keep the role of God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit demonstrated in the world today. Another lie. I deserve to be loved. No one deserves to be loved. We all deserve to go to hell. How many believe we deserve to go to hell? And those of you who are listening online, I'm hoping that you're raising your hand in your heart because every single human born deserves to go to the pit of Satan's home. Every human deserves to go to hell. This is why we need a redeeming husband, a groom, a savior. Savior is actually, in the Hebrews we've covered before, same word that's used for husband. A husband's to be like a savior. He's to rescue a woman. He's not to go ahead of the woman, go off to the side of the woman, or off to the left side of the woman. He is to be there protecting her, keeping her under his side for the purpose of 
this principle. If she loses sight of that, discouragement is soon to control her. Physical appearance is more important than inner beauty. Remember when Peter was talking to the gals in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1? He says, gals, if you have disobedient husbands to the word, win them with 101 words. Win them with a thousand words. What does he say? Win them without a word. Well, that doesn't make any sense to women. None. There is this unbelievable power in what Peter is saying there. You see, the Holy Spirit never has to worry about Jesus being one to the Word because He is the Word. Jesus never has to worry about whether He's going to be the Word because His Father made Him the Word. So He could dwell among us. So that when the Holy Spirit came and lived inside of the Bride of Christ, the Word of God came to live in her. There was no discrepancies. There was no comparison. There was no sin of trying to prove the Gospel. It is what it is because of her. You can't tell me that the role of woman is not important in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Therefore, the enemy doing this reverse thing in the church and in a country and in a culture and in, in the media and every single area of life is because Satan is absolutely threatened by what we're preaching on today. Horribly threatened. This truth, if it is embraced appropriately, no matter what your culture is, you will be set free. From now to endure to the end times, when you understand the role of woman, you understand the role of man, you understand the role of father. This shall endure to the end. Nobody is going to mess with the Trinity. If you mess with the Trinity, you shall commit the unpardonable sin. You squelch the Holy Spirit and it's over. And I can show you what it means to squelch the Holy Spirit and that is squelching your wife. It's the same thing. Men are to honor their wives, cherish their wives, care for their wives as Christ does with the wife, the church. So men should do that with their Wives. Those guys out there, no matter where you are, I don't care if you're in America, you're in another country someplace, if you're contemplating divorce, God forbid this. You find a way to reconcile that relationship. You get to someone who can reconcile you, bring you together, confess your sins, unite so that you cannot damage the role of the Trinity of God on the earth through marriage. Divorce is the primary way Satan has accomplished these lies. Women of truth. Women of truth follow follow and minister to leaders. Number two, women of truth are not afraid, but see Christ in all things. Women of truth are an example of mourning. And grieving and lamenting over unrighteousness. 
Women of truth pay attention to details that men do not. You see, men have the tendency to be more concerned about the, the labor, the, the sweat of the brow issues. See, when I was under my peak of this oppressive nature, I literally walk away from the woman of my youth and I go back and start digging another hole. That's how I was processing my grief, my confusion, the despair, whatever it is that was being pushed in on me by the enemy. I started to work by the sweat of my brow to work that through. Doesn't work. Makes it worse. It's the curse for Pete's sake. Why would I run to the curse? to resolve what has to be done by the way of the Spirit. Every man does it. Women pay attention to details that men just do not see. That's why it's probably a wise idea, gentlemen, for you to listen to your sisters, listen to your mothers, and listen to your wives. Five, communicate the details to the men. It's not telling them what to do or ordering them. It's an appealing process. Six, devoted themselves to prayer. Seven, are devoted and stand against persecution. Number eight, assemble even when the men do not. Number nine, as leaders of other women. This is so critical. I don't know if you heard today in our tiny little body here, but the... The natural bent there is toward lifting up the eldest mother in the group. Now if we had 5, 10, 15 other eldest women in this group, you would still see every one of those women lifted up. It's, it's normal, it's natural, and it's neutral. Women's Women are supposed to show the younger women how to, to do this. This is, this is a lot of stuff. I mean, one principle alone would preach for weeks. And it takes a mother to show a young woman how to do this. You take the mother out to put the mother over there and the daughter over there. And what do you have? This is going to occur. It's going to switch everything around in that life and bring deterioration. This is critical. Number 10, they are content with being silent in the church. Number 11, they allow men to help them. No more of this, you know, you open the door. I told you about the time a few months ago I was opening the door of the bank across the street, let a gal in, you know, or wherever I was, and she didn't want to go in. She wanted me to go in first. And the truth of the fact is, you know, I need to make a decision. Am I going to go in and honor her, you know, not wanting to be a woman to go? No. I stay there until she goes through the door first. That's honor. That's respect. That's holding to your role no matter what. And if they refuse to, to move first, then you just have a different decision on your hands. 
12, adorn themselves with proper and conservative clothing. If you took the clothing issue today versus 15 years ago, are you going to see much of a difference? It was far worse in the 60s. Now, there was, that is interesting when you study culture, that is very interesting because back in the 60s, we basically, men and women, but primarily women, walked around nude. Nudist colonies were very popular, Uh, you know, blue jean shorts, showing the cheeks, and on and on and on and on. Very, very, very popular in the 60s. Sociologists understand why that was the case, because there wasn't media nudity yet. You had to go find it, buy it, rent it. So that wasn't a norm. So we had none of the societal things that we could blame saying that's why we're doing this. The commercials. So where did it come from? It came from the church. In a generation, there was a complete generation in the church of conservativeness, whether you were Methodist, whether you were Presbyterian, whether you were non-denominational, whatever you were, there was a conservative church that said, do not do this. And the kids started going, really? You want to bet? And that whole group of kids pulled away from the church and did the direct opposite. And that's when you started noticing the change. A change within that culture, something happened, is that you had this hippie movement where people were putting flowers, men were putting flowers in the tips of guns. Pacifists. They wouldn't go to war. Interesting thing is, The men wouldn't step up anymore. They became the pacifists. And guess who went to war? The women. If he won't do it, then I guess I have to do it. That's how that kind of thing happens if we don't maintain these roles. Number 13, uh, doing good works, not because of performance, but because of Christ in you. 14, quietly receives instruction without debate. 15, do uh, do not try to or does not try to exercise teaching over men. 16, are self-restrained. 17, are dignified, temperate, fearful. 18, are reverent in their behavior. 18, are reverent in their behavior. 19, train the younger women to love their husbands and children. 20, are sensible, pure, workers at home, kind and submissive. 21, gives up costly items to the Lord women are attracted to shoes yeah you could fill you could have a whole separate room just for the ladies in their shoes well there's it's not necessarily a shoe fetish it is simply that women are attracted to quality they are attracted to beauty they're attracted to exemplifying that beauty so there's nothing wrong with that But if it pushes you over the edge, then it certainly could become wrong. Number 22 tells the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. 23 uses her glory, her hair, uh, to clean the feet of the leaders. That is uh, symbolic, obviously, today. 
you don't see too many ladies getting down there and trying to you know wash their husband's feet with the with the hair but the symbol there is if you remember correctly is the feet are the cleanest part of the human body no the feet are the dirtiest part of the human body the hair has always been considered as a crown of glory yes ultimately both men and women but women's hair is to be the glory of her husband. So now let's take a look at this role. Here's Mary letting her hair down. There's only two times a woman was permissible to let her hair down. Someone want to tell me what those two times are? One to wash it, so I'll give you one. There's a third time, it's after she's dead, but we won't count that one. Love making. Reproduction. To seduce her husband. There's only two times myrrh was used. Love making. To seduce your husband. And to tell him your body is ready for him. And secondly is on a dead body. Now you with me? Mary takes her hair down. Can you imagine? And it, the scriptures does tell us how much the disciples were appalled by this. Mary's taking her hair down. It's a seductive message and washes Jesus' feet with the family myrrh? I know exactly what Mary was doing. So does Jesus. And I know that I know because of Jesus and the cultures of the Hebrew. It was a beautiful statement of, I am your bride, Jesus. You are my groom. She understood her sister did not because her sister was caught up in straightening the forks and the knives. Perfectionism is the greatest manifestation of Satanism. We know this. It is why he was kicked out of heaven. He was taking the ownership of perfection and taking it on himself. And God said, be gone. I turn you over to your own mind. Depraved are you. Out. Get out of my way. That's what happened. Perfectionism is a killer. There's nothing godly about it. 24 says, welcomes people into her home. And finally, 21 says, uh, does the deeds of kindness and of charity. Here's our summary statement, folks. Women are designed by the faithful father to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit through the acts that match those of the Holy Spirit. So in conclusion, gals, and guys, those of you who are listening online, if you have a sister that you love, if you're married, go back to the library. Don't click on the listen button, but click on the download button. Download this message and have your wife listen to it in fact, listen to it together. And those of you gals are listening and your husbands are not, do the same thing. Say, honey, would you please just take a little time, one hour, to sit down and listen to this message. It's communicating what I've wanted to communicate to you. Secondly, I would go back to the online library. If you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you're going to see a whole series there on marriage covenant. I listened to it again this past couple weeks, and I'm telling you what, it's good. 
I, as a listener, sat back and went, these are Holy Spirit-breathed truths through culture that I have to be reminded of. So I decided I'm listening to the entire message, messages, the whole series, and was blessed. Because the Holy Spirit is so significant in marriage with this whole Trinity idea that the Holy Spirit being put inside the believer in exchange having to go, my old nature dead, my new nature, the Holy Spirit, locks me into being the bride of Jesus Christ. It doesn't get any more foundational than that. And any church that's telling you you don't need to have the indwelling life of Christ, they are wrong. They're deceiving you and they're leading you away from salvation. It's a satanic principle. That is salvation to have the life of Christ in you. So guys, gals, as you are listening, I hope and pray that you take the time to do a little personal study on this one because ladies, mothers, you are so important to illustrating and demonstrating the Trinity and the silent partnership of the Holy Spirit. Without you, we get nothing. You see that? Without the Holy Spirit, we get nothing eternally. So women and your role are critical so the young Malamis can grow up and go, that's what I want, is what Oma has, what my mommy has, what Aunt Becky has, what, you see, that's what should happen, not what the world is communicating to them to build in these lies, but what their mothers and grandmothers and aunts and sisters are demonstrating. Be a woman. Be the perfect woman because you have the perfect Holy Spirit living inside you, ladies. You can be perfect as the Spirit is perfect because if you let the Spirit do the manifestations of mothering and a wife, you can't lose. It's impossible. But yes, I will be first to admit that you probably won't do that 24 hours a day as men will not do their perfect role 24 hours a day. But it's available. In Jesus' name, it is available. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at iomamerica.org. That's iomamerica.org.